Hello, everyone. Glad you could join us on the Real People, Real God podcast. We'll spend the next little while getting to know God a little bit better by getting into the Bible and hearing what He has to say to us and through us. Welcome. Welcome to the Real People, Real God podcast. So happy to have you here with me today, and we are going to have a great time in the Lord, great time in Scripture. Uh, I got some really neat things to share with you, and uh, today we're going to be talking about the three baptisms. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting topic, um, and uh, just so happy uh, to be able to go through this with you. And uh, I'm flying solo today, um, Pastor Tim Howard here by myself. Um But uh, I just have some uh, really good stuff to share with you. You might want to get your pencil, pen, your Bible, your highlighters, um, your iPad, computer, whatever it is you use, um, because I've got a lot of information uh, for you this morning, and um, I want to share this with you. And you might want to take notes of Scripture and different things that I say. Now, my disclaimer is simply this. Um, I'm a man, and I believe... The Holy Spirit has taught me many, many things uh, according to Scripture. Um, However, I'm still a man, and I would rather you trust in the Lord over me. Um, What I mean by that is there's no substitute for opening up the Scripture and getting into it yourself. There's absolutely uh, no substitute for that. And so I encourage you to get into your Scripture, get into your Word, Um, read it, uh, learn what you can from it, what you can't write down in a journal or something, then pray about it. Maybe ask a a pastor or Bible teacher or another believer or something. Um, but I just don't want you to take just man's word for everything. I think over time, you know, we've kind of gotten trouble with that. And, you know, we, we take what we learn in Sunday school, we take what we grow up with and, and all that information and, Um, we believe it mainly because somebody told us. Now, I think everybody has positive intentions. I don't think anybody means anything ill by that, but it is our responsibility as individual believers to understand Scripture or to read it for ourselves and allow the Holy Spirit to teach us and to show us. Um, Let man take his place as preachers and teachers and apostles and so on, let man take his place in that, but everything that man says ought to be checked and reinforced by Scripture. Um, if it's not lining up, then we maybe have some questions to ask. So that's kind of my disclaimer. I just want you to be aware of that. What I'm about to teach you is what I believe the Lord has taught me, uh, and it is also what I have experienced uh, myself and um, Many people that I've pastored over the years have have experienced similar things as well. So I'm excited about this. This is a good bit of information, and um, we'll take as many episodes as it takes to get through it. Um, but I just want you to share in this with me. Write the scriptures down. Write what I say down. Listen to this podcast over and over, or this recording over and over again, and and learn. Open your mind and open your heart to what the Holy Spirit has to say. That's the first disclaimer. The second thing I want to say is that a closed-minded Christian is one that cannot learn um, the new things that the Lord wants to share with them. None of us have arrived. When we became Christians, we didn't just didn't suddenly have all the information. And if we've been Christians 50, 60, 70, 80 years, we still do not have all of the information because there's just so much in there that the Lord has for us. So what I'm saying is that 
you have to be open to what the Holy Spirit wants to show you. Sometimes people get closed off by their thoughts, their denominations, their interpretations, their all those different things, and they won't even hear of certain things. And it's so sad because the Lord has so much for us. It really boils down to this. How hungry are you for God? How much do you want to live for him? How much do you want to please him? How much do you want to do what he's called you to do? That's what it boils down to. All right, with that said, let's get rocking and rolling. So let's start out with 2 Corinthians. I want to just give us a basic scripture here to, 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 to start with. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And uh, I uh, just, in case some of you might be interested, my favoriteest, I don't know if that's a word, my favoriteest, my most favorite Bible um, ever, and believe me, I have a lot of them, uh, is the Spirit-Filled New King James Version uh, Spirit-Filled Life Bible. It is my favorite. Uh, I've used it for a number of years now. Um, it's got lots of helps, study Bible, you know, that kind of thing, a lot of information in there. Um, I have mine, you know, marked up a lot, and um, but it's my favorite. So just in case anybody wants to know, that's what I use. And I also use blueletterbible.org online for my... Um, uh, research and Bible studies. There's concordances in there. There's all the different translations, a ton of information. And you can also support them as well um, because they are a nonprofit ministry. But but that provides me a lot of information on my research. And I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the actual paper book. I love that. Um, but there are some things online that you can do that you can't do in a book. And that is, number one, do searches, a lot of searches in a short amount of time. So um, anyway, just want to throw that out there to you. Second Corinthians chapter 1, I'm assuming you're there by now. And listen to this. This is just beautiful. For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him Amen to the glory of God through us. That is just an amazing thing. For all the promises of God in him, the capital H in the New King James Version means that we're, we're looking or talking about uh, God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, and here we're specifically talking about the Son and what he's done. For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. What promises? All of them. So what it's saying, all the promises. Well, let's be a little more specific. That's, that's quite vague, right? So for all the promises of God in him. So let's look, um, let's look at the first set of promises. And you can reference Deuteronomy chapter 27, 28, and around 29, I think, in, the, in that area. There's a lot of promises that God gave uh, Israel, God gave man, if man were to obey him. So if man kept all of his precepts and laws and, and things like that, then there would be a load of blessings and promises that would come to man for that. Um, God's protection, God's provision, all those types of things. Um, the promises in the New Testament, which is kind of what we're focused on now, uh, we're going to talk about here in just a minute when we talk about these three baptisms. Um, these are the promises that you know, Jesus didn't come up with new promises. He just reiterated what was said in the, um, uh, in the old Testament through the prophets. So Jesus is not promising something that 
hadn't already been prophesied or spoke about in the Old Testament. And so all the promises, they're all of those promises that God made from Deuteronomy on through. I will never forsake you. I will never leave you. There are tons of them. And so all those promises that God made to people, to man, Old Testament or New Testament, are in Christ. What do I mean by that? How can they be in Christ? Well, the reason that you cannot receive and I cannot receive those promises without Jesus is because we're sinful. Because back in Deuteronomy, those promises were specifically for the people that could could uh, perfect the law, could obey all the laws and commands, which was no one. And so, therefore, no one can receive those um, those promises. No one, because of sin. But Jesus, he did not sin. Says Scripture says he became sin, um, but he did not sin. And so, therefore, all the promises that were intended for the person that could that could keep all the laws, which none of us could, um, those promises and blessings that were intended for that person or for those people fall to Jesus because he perfected those. It's a really, really beautiful thing. And you really got to read Deuteronomy 27 and 28 to really get a good idea of, of what this means and what this looks like. And, and I'll leave you to do that on your own because it would take a while for us to go through all of that. But so all of the promises are in Jesus. They're in Jesus because he perfected the law. He kept all laws, all of the laws and never sinned. And so by doing that, he is the heir to the promises. He receives the promises. We can't, but he can't, and he does. And the beauty is, is that all of the promises that he received that were intended for us, if we could have been perfect, um, all of those promises that he received, we can have through him, some of them now, and some of them, and all of them eternally. And so that's what it means by the promises of God are in him. And so that's the old, kind of the Old Testament part, but it's still true today. The Old Testament hasn't gone away. So uh, all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen. And and you ever know, do you know what amen means? Amen, amen is like a, 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 con, a confirmation word, like yes, like, you know, right on brother kind of thing. And so that's what this is saying. For all the promises of God are in Christ um, because they're not in us because of sin, but they are in him um, to the glory of God uh, through us. So we as believers get to take part and have benefit in some of those um, uh, blessings and promises, some now, and then there are those that are meant uh, eternally. Okay, so I want to talk about a specific promise, but first off, I just wanted to make sure that everyone understands what these promises are and how we have access to them. Um, so that's how. That's why. That's one reason why Jesus means so much to each and every one of us, because folks, we need those blessings that were promised to us. We really need those um, to for specifically for eternal life, but we need them now. We need to have that reassurance and that confidence to know that, look, no matter what you're going through, God is with you. 
And that's so important for us to know. And so um, that's 2 Corinthians one twenty. okay? So that's kind of what we're basing this study on. And this study is really called the, the three baptisms. And we're headed there, but I had to had to base this, uh, this foundation first. Um, so we have to have faith in God, faith in Jesus, that those promises are indeed meant for us through Christ. So we have to trust that when he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you, and I'm using that one as an example, there are many more. When, when he says that, basically what we're talking about is um, he's always there because of Jesus, because without Jesus, we could not have no connection with God. Um, and so because of Jesus, he forgives us our sins and takes on our punishment. So we are able to receive um, those blessings through Christ. All right. So we have to have faith and trust in God that his promises are true, that Jesus has received those promises and those blessings, and that those blessings uh, are can now come to us through him. That means we have to believe, we have to trust in him in order to receive them. Um, so some of those promises you may have encountered already, and some uh, maybe not yet, because there's so many. But just know that every promise that you encounter, every blessing that you receive, every breath that you take, it is because of Jesus in so many ways. Um, so these are the promises. You live out these promises. You receive these promises even now. And, and there's so, so many more to come. Um, so the twofold purpose of God's promises. Now, really, we could drill this down into, you know, way, way, way down. I just want to give you two over overall um, purposes of God's promise uh, promises. All right. One is to preserve you. His promises are in, meant to preserve you. When you go back and you read Deuteronomy 27 and 28 in that area, when you go back and read that, you'll find out that those promises, if they were kept, it wasn't about God just wanting to have dominion and rule over people. What it was really about was God preserving and protecting Israel for eternity, because that's why God created us to be in etern- to spend eternity with him for his good pleasure. And so therefore, um, those promises uh, protect, they provide, remember uh, Jehovah Jireh, um, the God that provides, you know, there's a God, there's God that protects. I mean, this is all the same God, but this is all the things that he does for us. And, and so there's a reason he says, don't kill somebody. There's a reason he says, don't steal. There's a reason he says all of these things. It's to preserve you and others. That's his goal. And so that's what these promises are about to preserve you for eternity, starting today, to preserve you for eternity. That's what he wants. The second thing, the second purpose that God has in these promises is to influence others to to know him, to come to Jesus. Um, And that falls on you and I to do. Yes, the Holy Spirit's at work doing his thing, and many times he's using us. But our heart should be similar to to the heart of Christ, to the heart of God, and that is to see other people come to Jesus. The promises protect you for eternity, provide for you for eternity, but they also empower you to spread his name 
that others might know him as you do. So these are the two twofold purposes now, and I and I really suggest you just take some time and and really think about and kind of meditate on that a little bit, and maybe read the scriptures through through the eyes of those two things, because this is really what this is about. God is very serious. God's, you know, God uh, sustains us in so many ways, but it's not His goal to make you rich. It's not His goal to make you poor. It's not His goal to to do all those things. His goal is to preserve you. Now, whatever might be needed in that process, that is up to him, not us. Um, And so uh, this is what it's about. So God's promises are gifts to us. Um, He does not have to promise us um, anything. You know, he does not have to promise us anything, but he chooses to do so because he loves us and because he wants to be with us uh, and us with him for eternity's sake. Um, so that's what it's about. So now change speed just a little bit as I shuffle my papers here. Um, so I'm going to kind of bounce around a little bit and bring us back to these promises. All right. Um, one of the important things here is talking about baptisms. What is baptism? What does that mean? Well, baptism is the immersion of someone into a substance, obviously water. (laughs) Baptism is not new to the New Testament. Some people think, you know, when John the Baptist was baptizing and all that was kind of a new thing. It was not new. Ceremonial washing was a Jewish custom, a Jewish tradition. A part of it was the the old Jewish law. Um, And there had been other um, people of uh, other faiths or or no faith that also did these ceremonial type washings. So washing was and cleansing was really a... um, uh, a thing that had been around for for very long time. Now, whether they dipped their whole body or not, or just their hands or whatever, um, you know, it's hard to say. Um, but baptism, when John started preaching and talking about baptism, it wasn't a shock necessarily, the act of it to the local people. Um, now, maybe the reasoning was for the for the remission of sins, but the actual baptism to see somebody baptizing somebody in a in a river or whatever. I'm not going to say it was a completely everyday practice, but I think most people would have understood that this is some kind of cleansing. This is some kind of washing. So this would not have been a surprise in that sense. Um, and so, uh, so the last thing I want to say on this episode, because we're going to, um, we're running out of time here and we're going to have to, um, make this into several parts, but, I want to I just want to take a minute to say this before we get into the meat of all this. There are many different interpretations in scripture that people make of um baptism. Uh there are some that sprinkle as babies um when you know when the child's real little their their baptism. There are some that do full immersion. There are some that um you know, limit the baptism to just the water baptism. Um, you know, there's, there's just so many different kinds of understandings and baptisms. What I'm going to share with you on in the next episode is the baptisms as I see them, the baptism as I baptisms, as I have experienced them and the baptisms as I have seen 
countless people experience. And so this is, again, where you study the scriptures, you seek the Holy Spirit, and you're open to what the Holy Spirit has to teach you. What I'm teaching you is what the Lord has shown me, and I believe it to be right and true. Um, but I want you, <clears throat> excuse me, to go through that yourself and try to understand it yourself. I'm just opening the doors for you, um, but you'll have to step through them and and you know decide whether that's what you want to believe or or that's what the Holy Spirit's showing you. So that's up to you. So, um, <clears throat> but you know, in the next episode, we're going to start getting into the three baptisms and, and I'll just let you in to own a little secret, uh, for the next, a little teaser for the next episode. Um, the three baptisms, the one is, um, being baptized in Christ. Um, the next one is being baptized in water. And the third one is being baptized with the Holy spirit. And so we're going to go through those on the next episode. And I'm really excited, excited to get into this. Um, it really laid out very clear and plain. Um, and like I said, I know some people will, will find different interpretations or whatever, and that's fine. You know, I, I do not argue scripture with anyone. Um, I'm not gifted in that and, uh, I'm not that fast on my feet. Um, and I just don't, I don't think God's word needs to be defended. Um, However, I do share what the Lord has shown me, and that is what I'm excited to share with you. So anyway, that's enough for this episode. Thank you so much for for joining me on the Real People, Real God podcast. Um, I certainly would appreciate it if you could share this. Um, there is a Facebook page, um, Real RPRG, Real People, Real God. Uh, please like that, share that, follow that. Um, uh, there's also um, a Real People... Um, real God, um, um, it'll come to me in a second, um, site, a website, uh, that has uh, like a blog that has some, some information on it. Um, but, uh, I just like you to share this and to, you know, and if you're listening or watching on YouTube, uh, like, and subscribe. Um, we try to get videos up, uh, YouTube videos up as well. Our goal here is to spread the gospel, to offer some Bible study, um, and to really just hopefully um, tickle your heart um, that it will open up and say, wow, God is truly awesome. What Jesus has done for us is huge. And uh, I just want to share that with the world. And this is the means of doing so. So thank you for joining me and I'll see you on the next episode. We're so glad you could join us for this episode of the Real People, Real God podcast. You can support this podcast by visiting www.valleyviewchapel.net and click on the donate button. Music was by Kevin McLeod, and my name is Tim Howard. Until next time, may the Spirit of God continue to teach you His ways.